18, verses 1 through 9, and we'll skip to 18 through 23. Alright, Matthew chapter 13. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. And such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. And as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. And some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. And other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. And still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. And whoever has ears, let them hear. And now we go to verse 18 through 23. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. And this is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they only last a short time. And when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. And this is the one who produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And as I begin today's sermon, I want to acknowledge uh, my seminary professor Scott Jose and Barbara Brown Taylor, who's a theologian and scholar, for some of the main ideas in today's sermon. And as I begin, I have a confession to make. Although I grew up in a farming community and went to college in Sioux Center, Northwest Iowa, where it was surrounded by cornfields and hog farms, I need to admit that I don't know much about farming. And I, I say this with, with a little sense of regret. Uh, however, even with my lack of knowledge in farming, when I read today's text, I know that the sower in the parable is a bad farmer. He's a bad farmer. In today's parable, a sower goes out to sow his seed. And the seeds are slung everywhere. Seeds are scattered in all directions, which seems to lead to a lot of waste. And some fall along the path where the birds would come and eat it up. And some fall on rocky places 
where the soil is shallow and the plants can't really let down their roots so they would easily die. And some seeds fall on thorny soil which should eventually choke them. And finally, just some seeds fall on a good fertile ground. And the farmer flings the seed both in the good and bad soil. And he seems to be wasting seed everywhere. And only 25% or one-fourth of the seeds seem to land in the right place. And we ask, like, what kind of farmer would do this? And I wonder, like, what people listening to Jesus were thinking as Jesus told this parable. You know, in the first century Palestine, seed was far too precious to be sown carelessly. Like, no farmer would be so careless, like, in scattering the seed wastefully because they were so valuable. And no one in their right mind would do this, right? And maybe the actual farmers in the crowd who are listening to Jesus were thinking, huh, maybe this Jesus guy spent too much time as a carpenter in the wood shop. Like, he doesn't seem to have a clue about farming. And, like, the farmer in this parable is wasteful. He is careless and reckless in his farming. And I think some of us uh, grew up hearing the parable uh, and being asked to consider what kind of soil we might be. Like, how many rocks in your field, the preacher may ask, and how many thorns? And, like, you better clean up your ground so that you'll become a well-weeded and well-fertilized soil for the Word of God to grow. And the main focus was often given to the soils. But when we hear the parable this way, like, we're never sure. Like, the odds are clearly not in our favor. Like, after all, there is only 25%, like, one-fourth chance of being the good soil. And I think sometimes we turn this around, turn this parable around, and try to determine, like, what type of soil other people might be. But what I want to, like, suggest to you or invite us to this morning is that none of us is stuck in one type of soil. We all have, like, all four of these soils in different seasons in our lives. And each of us has all four, kind, four types of soil in our hearts. And despite all the talk about the soils, the parable of the sower in the Gospel of Matthew isn't really or isn't just about the soils. The parable of the sower is, as the title of the parable implies, really about the sower. This story is a description of our generous God. And in today's parable, Jesus paints a picture of God as a sower who wastefully and carelessly and lavishly spreads the seed about, not seeming to notice or to care where the seed lands. And we think, like, what a waste of seed. And the seed in the parable is the word of God. And God, the sower, sows this seed, this word of God, everywhere. But it's not a wasteful and careless act. 
son amazingly gracious, gracious and extravagant act that demonstrates God's love for all his people. And he doesn't seem to care about like what stage of soil you are in or what stage of soil others are in. He continues to scatter his seed generously. And we live in a violent, greedy, and anxious world. And I think it's easy for us to become selfish and over, like overly self-protective. And it is often tempting in, in the face of so much hatred in the world to become cynical and think, you know, like, what's the use? Like, what's the point? Why speak of truth and faith when most of, our wit- most of our witness seems to fall on deaf ears? Why do what's right when like nine out of ten people seems quite content to like going along just to get along? But the parable's promise of harvest is enough to make us uneasy with our accommodation to defeat. There is waste, yes, and sometimes even defeat. But by the end, some seeds take root and there is rich harvest. There seems to be waste, but that is the abundance of God's blessing, God's grace. This story is about our gracious God who has enough grace to waste it all over. And Jesus is saying this is what the kingdom of God is like. This is the gospel. This is the gospel and the good news of the kingdom. And I think at the same time, this parable of the sower comes to us as a challenge. It is not a challenge on how to become the good soil, but rather a challenge of how we as the body of Christ might, might live out this vision of the generous sower. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we are to be extravagant with the gospel. We like to think that God doesn't love our enemies, that God only loves those who are like us, those who fit into our picture of, like, those who fit into our picture of what God looks like. Remember, remember the story of Jonah from a few weeks ago? Like, Jonah did the same thing, right? But God scatters the seed everywhere, and his abundant love is poured out on everyone. God calls us to be extravagant with the gospel, sowing the seeds, like, sowing the seeds of the gospel in the most unlikely places. We are called to treat God's word, God's love, God's justice, as precious as, the, as precious as these are, as if they were absolutely limitless in supply. Because they are. And God's love has no boundaries and no limits. And that, may, that might take us to some places we've never been before. It might lead us to help someone in a very difficult situation. It might take us to a place or a person that make us uncomfortable. Or, or even to a situation where we fear rejection. It might lead us to reach out 
to an estranged family member. And it's about sharing and living the gospel out extravagantly rather than hoarding the seeds just to ourselves. Because we can't predict how or where the seed is going to produce. A famous preacher named Fred Craddock once shared a story about the time he got a phone call from a woman whose father had died. And she had been a teenager in one of the churches he had served as a pastor about 20 years ago. And he would have sworn that if there ever was a person who didn't listen to a word that he said, that teenage girl was it. Like, she was always giggling with her friends in the balcony, like passing notes to boys and drawing pictures in the bulletin. But when her father died, she looked up, looked up her old pastor, Reverend Fred Craddock, and gave him a call. I don't know if you remember me, she said. Oh yes, he remembered. And she said, when my daddy died, I thought I was going to come apart. I cried and cried and cried. And I, I didn't know what to do. And I felt so alone and helpless. But then I remembered something you said in one of your sermons. And Fred, Fred Craddock was stunned. She actually remembered one of the things that he said in his sermons. And it was a proof enough to him that you can never tell where the seed would land and bear fruit. And the word of God this morning challenges us not to give up on anybody. Like, let's not be selective in saying, I think I'll put some seed here because that looks like a good soil. But that person, no, I'm not so sure. Like, it seems to have some rocks and, like, thorns to be weeded. But the word of God this morning is teaching us, no, we are invited to join our God in spreading the seed generously and to leave the harvest up to God. And I think sometimes we are reluctant to sow the seeds of the gospel for different reasons. We sometimes feel that our words are inadequate or that we might offend someone or that there are other people who are better qualified to bring God's word. Or we just don't have the time in our busy lives to bear witness to our faith. But I think what we often forget is that the seed, the word that we are called to scatter, is not our words. It is not our words that we are called to sow and scatter, but the word of God and the message of the kingdom and the story of God's work in our lives. And the seeds that we scatter are very powerful seeds. And they will sprout in God's time, not in our time. In Isaiah 55, God through Isaiah says, My word that goes out from my mouth shall not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. 
And that's quite a promise, isn't it? However, I preached a wrong sermon this morning. If, I, if I'm making this about our sowing and about us, like our first and foremost attention must be given to the generosity of the sower in today's parable. Our first and foremost attention must be given to the generosity of our sower, Jesus Christ, who even offered his life as a seed that we may have life. The prolific sower who does not obsess about the conditions of the field, who is not stingy with spreading the seed, but who casts it everywhere, who is not cautious or judgmental or even very practical, but who seems, who seems very willing to keep reaching into his bag to spread the seeds for all of eternity, covering all of creation with fertile seeds of truth. And at the end of the parable, Jesus tells us that something amazing happened. Even though the sower seems to be flinging the seed wastefully and carelessly and recklessly, there is a miraculous harvest at the end. This amazing harvest yielded 160 and 30 times what was, what was sown. And brothers and sisters in Christ, the coming of the seed and its success is all grace. It's not that the farmer doesn't understand the long odds. It's just that when we are talking about grace, it's not about the odds, but about the persistence of our God who won't stop ever. And I would like to close today's sermon by retelling today's parable. And I'm borrowing this from Barbara Brown Taylor from her book, The Seeds of Heaven. Listen to the word of the Lord. Once upon a time, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. So he put his seed back down and spent the next few hours or so stringing aluminum foil all, all around his field. And he put a fake owl he ordered from a gar garden catalog. And as an afterthought, he hung a couple traps for Japanese beetles. Then he returned to his sowing. But he noticed that some of the seeds were falling on rocky ground. So he put his seed pouch down again and went to fetch his wheelbarrow and shovel. And a couple, couple of hours later, he had dug up the rocks and was trying to think of something useful to do with them. But then he remembered his sowing again and picked back his seed pouch and got back to it. But as soon as he did, he ran right into a briar patch that was sure to strung, uh, strangle his little seedlings. So he put his seed pouch down again and looked everywhere for weed poison, but finally decided just to pull the thorns up by hand. 
like which meant that he had to go back into the house to grab a pair of gloves. And now by the time he had the briars cleared, it was getting dark. So the sower picked up his pouch and his tools and decided to call it a day. And that night, he fell asleep in his chair, like reading a seed catalog. And when he woke up the next morning, he walked out into his field and found the big pro like sitting on his fake owl. And he found rocks that he had not found the day before. And he found new leaves on the roots of the briars that had broken off in his hand. And the sower considered all of this and pushing his cap back on his head. And then he did a strange thing. Like he began to laugh, like just a chuckle at first, then a full-fledged goofaw that turned into a wheeze at the end when his wind ran out. And still laughing and wheezing, he went after his seed pouch and began flinging seeds everywhere, into the roots of trees, onto the roof of his house, across all his fences, and even into his neighbor's fields. And he shook seeds at his cows and even offered a handful to his dog. And he, he even tossed the fistful into the creek, thinking they might take root downstream somewhere. And the more he sowed, the more he seemed to have. And none of this made any sense to him. But for once, that did not seem to matter. And he had to admit that he had never been happier in all his life. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, we thank you for speaking to us through your word that comes to us both as an encouragement and challenge. We thank you that you're a wasteful, you're a generous sower who continues to sow in our lives, in other people, and in this world. And we thank you for the abundance of your grace and love in our lives. And as recipients of that grace, help us to join you in the work of spreading the seed, in living out the gospel extravagantly with hearts of joy and gratitude. And help us to love each other in word and in deed. And Father, we ask that you would walk with us as we continually struggle to be the church that is faithful to your word and faithful to each other in Christ. And we pray all of these things in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen.